There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome in, guys. We're going to be talking through Scoop's top five for each of the categories. We've got the guns, we've got the value, and we've got the cheapies. And then we'll have some sort of notable mentions that, you know, if you were to go for a, any of these guys, they could obviously come out and dominate from the start and, and beat out some of our best picks, obviously. And if you have a guy that you're interested in that's not in this list, that's completely fine. But yeah, super excited to do this. And we might try and make this uh you know uh, make the same type of video next week as well guys which will be plenty of fun so um scoop welcome in mate and uh you're in here in the in the stats center and you've got uh, a few guys flagged out as, as some interesting picks we're going to kick it off with the guns category mate yeah well we've got top five of each category and i haven't necessarily picked them by average or how much money they're going to make or everything or safety but like sort of a combination of all of those so Obviously, in my top five gun picks, Cleary is going to be number one. There is just so much safety in him. You get what you're going to get. Um, uh, there's probably some risk with Hines. Early season draw is really good for him, but Cleary as your captain and your main guy, it's nearly it's very hard to go wrong with him. And, and for that reason, he's just been in my team from day dot and hasn't looked like leaving. Beautiful, mate. And then with your guns, how many are you looking at, at this kind of range? How many of these guys are you looking to have in your team? Yeah, at this stage, I probably am going to have two or three. I might have three of these guys or maybe two of these guys and a couple of sort of fringe gun guys. Cool. So one of those is your a Payne Haas type. Someone might, someone might go for a Cam Murray instead, perhaps both, and then not end up with as many like a mid-range half like Fogarty or something like that. So I've picked Payne Haas just because of his consistent 
really good scores. The fact that he plays in Vegas, you can vice captain him if anything happens between now and the next TLT, like a training injury or something like that. You can lock him in and be certain of probably 60 to 65 points without even blinking. So some people are a little off Haas. I personally don't see it that much. If he does struggle a little bit with no Flegler opening up holes, it's going to be counteracted by his super strong, fast early starts. He averages a lot of minutes to begin the year and a lot of points. So either way, even though you're paying 880K, which is 100 more than Murray, you're going to start strong with very safe, guaranteed points. Sure, mate. Um, Robbo from Talking League mentioned, uh, I think he's looking to potentially captain Payne Haas just because you get that locked in and, and out of the way just in case something happens to Cleary. Do you see much merit in that uh, yourself or can you see that as a, a good strategy? Potentially a few less points than than Cleary, but obviously risk-wise it helps. Yeah, only I think if Cleary was playing many other opponents, it wouldn't be as much of an option, but he is playing the round one Storm who haven't lost in about 20 years. And so there's argument that Haas can pretty much equal Cleary, especially with that five-meter skinny field. Middle forwards dominate early season, might even go crazy and put on a spectacle and just push out a, a really good score for you early on and guarantee double points without anything annoying happening later on. So the merit is there for keeping that guy locked in and then potentially putting your VC on somebody else and then having like a Heinz or a Cleary back in your team when you know for... 100% sure rather than 95% sure they're going to be there. I personally think the the risk versus reward is pretty easy to go with Cleary because it's only going to be a few points that you lose, in my opinion, because of these matchups. Um, but nearly everybody else will gain those maybe, say, 5, 10 points on you. So you can do it because the gap's not that much, but I don't know if I'll do it. I suppose Cleary has the upside, doesn't he? Whereas Haas is, what, 80? But Cleary has 100 upsides. That's probably the only other main issue with it, I suppose. Uh, mate, uh, next on your list, Harry Grant. You've got there at 788. Talk us through that pick. Yeah, I have I had him out of my team for probably about last four or five weeks until that second week of trials. And he looked really good. He was one of the few guys to score really well during that second week. And you know, you can't read too much into trials, but the eye test with Pappenhausen back and all that was very, very good. And we know that he has done very, very well. And the Storm have done very, very well when Pappenhausen is fit and firing because he offers that much an attack and opens them up. So I think that there is argument to be made, particularly with guys like JMK, not doing much at all. Robson not looking tip-top and Drinkwater doing a lot of dominant playmaking like he was at the back end of last year and Robson wasn't going so good. Grant could be five, 10 points clear easily mm. and locking those early points in could be very crucial. So I'm very happy to take Grant. I've currently put him back in my team tentatively over Robson. One thing, slightly moving over to Robson now Robson kind of did this last year, missed six tackles in the trial and then still came out strong and averaged like 55 for the first 10 weeks. So there is no guarantee that Grant will be tons better. It's just basically guaranteed that Grant will be the best by a certain amount. That makes a lot of sense, mate. Um, leave Murray for now. We got Ponger in there as your number five pick. I suppose something interesting with that, if you weren't to go Grant and maybe you went Robson or yeah, Brandon Smith or something like that instead, save some cash. 
And you could get yourself up to Kalen Ponga. Talk uh, talk to people about why they should start with Ponga. Yeah, so Ponga is a funny one. He doesn't really work in my team, but I've tried to get him in a few drafts. And that's because we know what he can do at the back end of last year. We've got guys like Latrell, who, yeah, they kick goals as well, but a bit of a tough early draw. And I think two buys before Origin or until round 14 or something like that. You've got your drink waters who started real slow last year and they're sort of dependent on the Cowboys a little bit or him having to do everything. Ponga is basically those rolled into one and we saw him basically hit 63 last year. So technically he could be a bit underpriced. His history says he's probably a mid 50s scorer most of the time anyway at fullback but it means that he is a lot less likely than some others to lose that early season value. Like you sometimes have that risk with those expensive wing fullbacks. And when we've got so few really safe options running around, locking in a Ponga, say, instead of a second a second strong mid like a Murray or even dropping like a Fogarty down to a Hutchison, spend, spreading some value and bringing in a Ponga might be really beneficial just because of how well it fits the position. Definitely, what is your take on that wing fullback position and, and then maybe any, any thoughts on centre as well um, with how that's going to set up as, as a structure for your, t- for your squad and what you suggest other people do? I think it's very crucial to not just go the value guys because a lot of the value guys are fantastic, but you also have to have cover them for them. you got Pappenhausen, he's great. But you also have Kane Bradley. He's great. What what, what happens when you have them both and they're both missing in round four? What happens when you've got Keeney and he's missing in round two and potentially maybe even gone in round three or four? And all those sorts of guys, suddenly you've got a lot of holes that you're desperately trying to plug and you might not have enough or you'll need to bring in someone who you'd rather not. So for me, I'm looking to bring in a good few of those cheap center wing fullback guys but guys that i'm also happy to have as good cover through that time and ponga sort of works in that sort of plan as somebody you can lock into there through those rounds that makes sense yeah do you think it's more of a a play that you could go for some of the mid-range type of type of guys um to cover that and then you've got the cheapy in weeks or bradley or whoever it is to cover or can you lock in a ponga and then stuff it with the boss stocks and these types of guys that are cheaper that um yeah you have that one extra cover so you can in the center and the wing fullback you can do that um is there yeah is it worth it in that or is are you sort of worried about the potential for those like cheaper guys like a jacob gagai and these types of guys to score pretty low and kind of just be annoying and then would you rather just spend up a little bit for some safety i am a bit worried about some of those options so um, I do think there is value in going those sort of mid-range guys who have some value to lock up a potential low-level keeper guy in those positions, especially if they do have the early season cover. So you've got like your potentially like your maybe Aitken, Simonson, Karaz, Penasini, um, even Rapner if he manages to keep the full bottom yeah. pack spot. All those types are quite useful in making sure that you're going to get like 30 points a week with upside to 40, 50, 60 mm-hmm. and avoiding like a 12 from Jacob Gagai if he gets strangled uh, with a depleted Souths team in a Vegas with five meter shorter sidelines. 
Definitely, mate. Uh, any sort of notable mentions, even maybe a pod or two that you like um, in the gun section before we move to value? Yeah, well, I've put Robson there as sort of a fringe gun value guy. He is a lot a lot lower ownership than Grant, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, so he's one guy that is another notable mention. I don't think he's going to do too much wrong. Maybe not tons and tons of value, but he's going to lock in points. Yep. Um, somebody who probably is worth mentioning because he's always up there. Isaiah Yo. Yep. The only difference between him and Payne Haas is that early-ish buy. Otherwise, I'd have them on close-ish footing. And um, yeah, I've seen a few teams floating around with Hopgood. I just don't know yeah. if he's quite going to get the minutes. So one to watch for that. Awesome, mate. Let's move on to the value side of things now. Once you scroll down. Awesome. So tell me your sort of general top five picks in the value side. Yeah, so the number one value mid-range pick, it has to be Brandon Piercu, right? Like we've known what his role is going to be all season, all preseason. He's priced at 29-ish. And we expect him to score 40 or a bit higher than that. His role is 80 minutes. He replaces Capewell. There is almost, I don't want to say almost nothing can go wrong, but there is so much <laughs> security with him compared to a lot of these other guys who potentially could be better with money making, but their roll's up in the air or they have a bit of a downside or a low floor. So I think Pierre Kerr is the number one value type pick that you couldn't have in your team because I fully expect him to make 150k minimum maybe 200 250k if it goes right yeah yeah I had that in my hot takes I said he'd make he'd make it to 600k by whatever round and then we'll sell him I think before origin but um that yeah that knee injury doesn't help obviously does it uh next on your list mate who are you looking at um uh, one that's I think you have to take if he's there it's a little bit uncertain with this first TLT obviously you've got like your Brandon Smith's Mm -hmm. um, you might want to lock in for your hooker and your mid with the duel. But if they do end up naming just one Eels hooker playing 80 minutes, either Hans or Lusick, I think Lusick at this stage, mm. they're going to make bulk cash. They're going to make probably 45 average or maybe slightly above for Lusick. Yep. And he's priced at 35. That shores up hooker a lot. Maybe it means you don't have to go Grant. But if... It doesn't end up working out and they do run two hookers despite some of the earlier preseason comments, then you will have to be scrambling around. So he is very high on my list. And if he's there, absolutely my team. But you just got to have backup plans and safety options like those Piakuras and like those um, passes and stuff just to just to ensure that you're getting somewhere. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Come on, Eels fan. Do we trust Brad Arthur or what? I want to say yes, but give it Ford's probably yes. Backline dodgy. So hopefully, fingers crossed, yes. I'm probably 80% confident we get one hooker still. That's fair. It looks like we'll get uh, Maddo back as well. Um, yeah. in that team just sounds like he was having some back issues. So he'll be he'll be around, and that's probably a small issue on, on Hopgood's minutes for sure. Mate number three on your list. Gotta be Pappenhausen. Okay. Um he's priced at 36, average has averaged 50 north of 50, wherever you want. Even if he doesn't make it there, he's t- like 10 points of value. Storm's got a rough early draw and a buy. But I mean, if that's all it takes for him to work into the season and sort of, I don't know, trickle up a little bit, maybe to 550K over the first four or five rounds, then he could just whip up to 700K. He could just whip up, make you all that money, be a keeper. Um, probably not going to be in the origin teams. Nah, not think. this year. Not this year. year. So he's just an all-around guy. One of those guys that probably just hasn't left most of our team since the start. I think Pappenhausen and Piakura have just stayed in our teams other than maybe the Piakura slight injury worry news. Yeah, Lusik, if he's there, absolutely has to be in. Mm -hmm. Those are probably my favorite three locks that have just basically been in my team for weeks and weeks and weeks and haven't thought about moving. Are these two, the next two are your favorites in um, like the next two favorites in Tupanua and, and Luki sort of at the value price? Yeah, I think so. Luki, because we know that his point scoring rate at edge is super high. Yeah. Inconsistent because mm-hmm. he's dropped a couple of loans on us last year, but then he also dropped like an 83 in 60 minutes or something. We know this bloke can score fantasy points. If he played 80, we would expect a 55 plus average and he's priced at 36. So I'm probably banking on him to score mid forties with 60 minutes, something around those lines. But the thing is he can go over for a try. He can go over for that big score. And even if he's averaging, not quite as much as you want, like maybe he's averaging 44, 45 instead of that 10 points to 46. If he has a ceiling game in there, Mm. you've probably just made 60, 70 K off that. And he's done his dash anyway. Yes. So I'm very happy to take him and hold him and hold him until he has that game and then he's done his job and I can take him out again. That's the big thing with those type of players. Hey, it's that he's at a similar price to someone like Totola and uh, you know you're just going to get that same thing. But Luki could get you like a, a 39 the first game, then a then a 48 and then he goes a 70 and you go bang, like his average is now over 50 and it's, it's massive. Yeah. But before that, you know, it can change very quickly with him, which is, um, which is really cool to own obviously and but scary at times as well. Tupanua, yeah. mate, your thoughts on him? I was pretty much as shocked as anyone when I saw that lineup. I was not expecting double uh, cheap guys on the yeah. edge. It was all speculation of who's one edge and who's the bench one that's going to cannibalize them. And no, Nat Butcher's bench has apparently been training lock throughout the preseason. And um, now is just so. sitting okay. there and we've got two, two edges. I expect one will probably... Either we're going to get equal sort of 65, 70-minute splits um, and they'll both play that, both be really good value, Wong and Tupanua, or we'll get one that plays 80 and one that 
plays 50, 60, 65 minutes, and Nat Butcher comes on for a little bit there, I reckon. So for yeah. me, my prediction at the moment is that Tupanua could be the 80-minute guy. And then next year, um, if they shuff off a few players to rugby and stuff like mm-hmm. that, then we could see Nat Butcher move into a more full-time middle role rather than taking some edge. But for now, Tupanu is the guy that I'm happiest and slightly more confident in Wong that he'll be there for really good minutes. Yeah, dual position and a tiny bit cheaper too. Um, yep. There, yeah, there's, there can't be a world with that forward pack that Radley plays 80. There's no need for it, hey? No. That makes more sense now. Um if Butch is the guy to take some of those minutes for sure. Uh, also, mate, any notable mentions in the value before we get to the cheapies to finish? Yeah, somebody who, as we were discussing with the centers, somebody that's not 10 points of value, but has some value and does a very strong, solid job in those positions is Will Penasini, I think. So you've got mm-hmm. like your Karaz and your Penasini and like your Owen Aitken, but the one with probably the least worries around their role or like, will they be named in the right spot? Will there be Lemuel on the bench is Penasini. He looked dangerous in the trial. They went right a lot. He was offloading. He was tackle breaking. It was exactly what you wanted to see. If the Eels are going to be dominant this year, Moses is going to score well and Penasini is going to score well. He averaged 46 with Moses in the team last year, just because Moses is lovely and dominant on that right side. So if he scores you 46, 47 with that nice early Eels draw, puts his way up to about 650K along those lines. He's shored up that position, scored really strong points, and is probably someone you can carry through a lot of origin as very, very good uh, origin round cover. That's something to note. That's a good point, mate, that um, these guys in that mid-tier, kind of higher-tier value, obviously Penasini closer to a keeper, uh, hopefully is a keeper this year that um, they're not going to play origin. You know, the Lukies, Penasini's, these types of guys, um, Tupanua, yeah. all guys that aren't going to be in that, in that frame. So there's some extra value on top of that, that um, if you were managed to hold them that whole way to the buys, and then you can hold them that little bit longer. That's another little add on, add on on top, mate. Uh, cheapies now to finish. Yeah. Cheapies to finish. I've got five here. You can pretty much like pick eight or nine. There's a lot of options these guys are the ones that I think you should probably base a lot of your cheapies around and then pick one or two others, depending on how your team's structured and how it works and what you're willing to risk. So straight up, you've got your Sam Hughes, huge wraps on him, Gus, Gus Gould uh, in the preseason, like Preston was last year, Max King the year before. Yeah. He's 250K. And although we've got some shakeups with Salmon looking like he'll do some lock minutes now and things like that, there's just so much room for Sam Hughes to get good minutes at a good PPM and just make you a safe 150K and move on to an upgrade or another cash cow. Sam Hughes is just one of those guys who's 30% owned for a reason. He's got a very safe role. You'd expect with that forward pack, he's going to get the minutes that he needs in order to be valuable. Definitely, mate. I uh, mentioned uh, it's going to be strange all weeks. So is going to be in that spot. So either one, you've got strange in there. Um given he's, was he higher ownership or he's about, probably about the same to be fair? Yeah, I think Weeks is higher at the moment, but okay. I mean, it all depends who gets named and yeah. it's going to be one of those two. I think you absolutely have to take whoever's there because as as we've discussed, center and wing fullback are a little bit dire on value and buy coverage. So if you if we get Weeks, that potentially fixes up some of like the Keeney, Pappenhausen, Bradley that type of buys yeah. because you'll have an extra number there. 
doesn't guarantee fantastic, awesome scoring, but he's got value. He'll do enough to be worthwhile chucking in your team and being that very good cover as well. Strange, possibly someone you can start in the centers, depending on your team makeup. I'd probably have him as first backup, but he's always, he's going to be there and he'll probably, he'll have half dual as well, which is helpful. He seems like um, it might be harder if we do get him. He'll probably score better than Weeks, but um, Weeks is some nice cover and a pretty tough wing fullback position, which we won't get with Strange. Um, Bradley's obviously contingent on if he's named to start as well. And the good thing with all these guys, except for Trebojevic, is that they're um, it's only Trebojevic that's locked in this week. All the rest you can change after team list, right? Yeah, a lot of these are guys who you can just pick the ones that are there and are the best. Um, for me, I think after seeing how it's thrashed out in preseason, Bradley will get a, a go there for at least a while. And he'll have this very interesting wing fullback second row duel if he does. It's been a while since yeah. we've seen something like that. I think we had Sadragu and we were all raving about for about two weeks last year in preseason. And <laughs> uh, who, who was it a long time ago? I think uh, Takiaho from the Roosters had front row forward wing fullback duel at one stage when right. it was still front row forwards and seconds rather than mids and edges. Oh, good how good is he? <laughs> yeah. I miss that guy. Great um Benjovic mate uh how will you play this will you look to start him in your centers likely at this point or would you look to potentially loop with a Tigers guy a Seb Chris something like that if I buy Benjovic I'm probably going to play him because okay. I can lock in um, one strong center like a Penasini or an Aitken or a Karaz and I can lock in Benjovic's points early in case something goes wrong and we don't get strange and we get weeks, for example. If we, if I don't, if I try and fade Benjovic because, oh no, Schuster might be back, which very well could be, could trap us a bit. But if Benjovic isn't in my team and then all of a sudden I can't get strange in my team, I'm going to need a lot of money to dig myself out of that center hole potentially or go something a little bit spicy. Um, to fix that round one problem because Chris can't fix it. He's suspended. And really, you've got to start spending up. Maybe we have to do that anyway with Benjamin Roach in round two. I don't know. But yeah. at least for round one, you know you're going to not have a problem there. And if he manages to stave off um, Schuster for a little while, he's a starting edge with a dual in center at 250K. There's not too much can go wrong in Hove. Yeah, that's right. He, he can't do worse than Tommy Tillow from last year. <laughs> Mate, to um to finish this off, any general thoughts on your structure, uh, like a good structure or strategy that um that you think is best for this year or just any sort of finishing touches for this video? Thanks for being on, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I think number one priority is go for the value. Getting your salary cap up early to get more maximum points is the name of the game. Secondly, fill in those weak spots that right might really hurt you. If you've got like a Jacob Gagai in and you're expecting him in to be in your starting wing fullback reasonably regularly, you might have gunned up somewhere else. Maybe you turned a Fogarty into a Mitchell Moses and are getting five, mm -hmm. ten points extra a week. But what if what if you get a low floor score and you lose 20 points? So I think you need to have a balance of value. Um, but also avoid too many weak points you'll have to have some we only start with a limited amount of money but if you can go a little bit safe-ish and leave the spicy guys to either your mid-rangers who will still 
probably get at least 30 points or your emergencies, you're probably going to have a better time and get off to a stronger start than otherwise. Yeah. And I suppose, yeah, if you, if you go a little bit risky and it doesn't pay off, uh, it makes it really tough in that next three rounds. Cause we know how important sort of the trades in two, three, four and five are right. If you go fairly safe, rank out. Okay. Like you did at the beginning of last year, uh, trade well in those first few weeks, you can quickly get in the top thousand and in a super good position. Hey. Yeah, I think I sat at about six to eight thousand for the first three or four weeks, and then straight up after the luck, uh, the lucky guys early on happened, I think I got to top thousand only about, or like one point five k only about three weeks later. You you make yeah. up a lot of ground if you've got that platform to jump from. Yeah, exactly. You don't make all those you know, a few mistakes. Obviously, a few a few mistakes is fine, but one or two extra on top of that for guys that aren't really making money, it slows down a lot of things for your team. Mate, uh, really appreciate you jumping on for this one. I think it'll help people and, and people are um, very interested in your opinion, obviously, as well, having done so well last year. Um, you and Matty Thompson, super close to each other in rank last year. So it's good to have him on and, and great to have you on weekly here as well. So thanks, mate. Have a good one. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 